Hello, this is Nick from Wow Talk, and you're listening to In Orbit on Mash Those Buttons. You're not going to replace me with Nolan North, are you? Guardian. And welcome to the 12th episode of In Orbit, the episode where we try to find out what the heck we're going to be doing for the next few months. My name is Jorge, and with me on this ride is Waldy. Say hi. Hello, everybody. So, let's just jump right into it. Um, Basically, in this episode, we're going to go over the hotfics that popped in on Tuesday. The upcoming December update, which we've been talking about for a while now, and our experience with Iron Banner, and how that's been going for us. Um, let's first talk about the hotfix. Basically, the big hotfix came this this past Tuesday, which, for some unknown reason, they still make it so that it looks at your entire download then it applies whatever update and it the whole process takes about 20 to 25 minutes even on a good connection just because of the way the PlayStation update works an annoying system and i honestly don't know if it's on Bungie's side or if it's on PlayStation side but i really hope that they look into that cuz it's becoming really really especially for the people overseas in in Europe when they get home at like five o'clock and the update finally pops up, it takes them an exorbitant amount of time for them to just download this update since it has to pull from the server. It looks like it's pulling from servers in California. And I've had friends who are waiting on their PlayStation for two hours, just waiting for this up update to, which is like maybe 25 megabytes, which is nothing, to finally hit so that they can actually play. And by the time, the update's in, it's almost 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and they, they don't want to be up you know, too much longer. So I really hope that they look at that. But that's beside the point. Um, when you finally do get to download the update, uh, you have more rewards in Crucible, and that's across the board, not just Iron Banner. Uh, you have the issue with the rare leg engrams um, decrypting properly. Um, the previous update, there was an issue where when you downloaded the rare leg engrams, it would decrypt to nothing. Oops. <laughs> Yet another one of those stupid issues. Um, and then there was an issue too where earlier this week they had to provide a hotfix to the hotfix. Um, because when you downloaded the update or the hotfix or whatever it was, it removed Iron Banner from your PlayStation. You couldn't play Iron Banner until you went back to orbit and went back in, and it, it just it, there's too many issues going on right now. Any thoughts on that? I have a feeling you, you had you had something that you wanted to say there. 
Well, I think this week you mentioned that there was about seven glitches mm-hmm. after the update, known mm-hmm. at least. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really curious as to the quality assurance before anything is is put out there for people to download. You know, I've, I'm curious to see what, what that process is. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound like there is one for anyone doing any kind of testing. It's amazing that we find this out almost immediately after download and no one, and they didn't know about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting pretty bad and it's starting to affect, I mean, it, it's been affecting, I should say, how we perceive the game, how we perceive Bungie as a company, and whether or not we want to continue to invest our money into this product. I have friends who are just simply tired of all these issues. Um, I have other friends who are tired of the weapon updates, uh, and I can kind of sympathize with them on certain things, and we'll discuss that later on. But for by and large, it just seems like one foot forward, three steps foot back. And in terms of just the quality of, 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 of the game, the way the Bungie's presenting the game, it, it's almost December, and I know that they, they said that they have a big update coming for us this week, uh, the week of, what, the 23rd? I mean, it, but by now they should have mentioned something, or they should have, you know, put teasers out there, or just something, because they still have yet to talk about the challenge modes. What's going on? By this point, you have to start saying something because it's starting to feel like Bungie doesn't care about this game. Or if they do, they're they're just really holding it back and, and not really communicating effectively with the fans, which is the big thing that they stressed all this year. We want to communicate with our fans. We want to communicate with the people playing this game, blah, 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 this and that. I have yet to hear any significant update from Bungie. Well, look what happened when they tried to communicate. Right. When you have Luke Smith come out there with that disaster of an interview, I would think company-wise, they, they took a step back and said, well, let's, let's be a little bit more careful about communicating with the people because clearly we're not really sure how to do it properly, nor do we know who to really send out in order to talk to people, to, to the player base. There's so much tinkering going on. It feels like they don't know what they're doing, that they don't know how to make the game better. Are they listening to the, to the players? Are they basing it off of that? Or are they trying to base it off of their own ideas of how the game should be played? Because just because players are complaining about something doesn't necessarily mean that they're right. Um, but it's just every single update that there's another problem, another problem, another problem. And this becomes more of an experiment than an actual game. A couple weeks ago, I said, you know what? Maybe this is the, the, the first type of game, of this style of game. And, it, and it's not going to be right for some time. And whether Bungie figures it out or another company figures it out, down the line, a year, couple years from now. Yeah, they'll look back and say, well, Destiny was one of the first to do it, but they couldn't get it done right, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what this feels like. It's, it's, 
someone is just keeps playing with how the game is supposed to be played and and it, it just becomes one frustrating grinding mess and there's nothing consistent about it just over and over and over it's here, here's a new change well i guess <laughs> i guess i'm going to start using scout rifles now you know or and then after another change i guess i'll go back to pulse rifles you can't even figure out how to get your guns right. Mm -hmm. I will say this. It, it, it's been, what, two and a half months since uh, Taken King came out? And we're on our possibly third, but really second significant update to weapons, uh, which is a huge difference from what it was uh, this past year. The spring, summer, and fall of thorn and uh, shotguns, for the most part, and now it's it, now it's straight up pulse rifles that are dominating the scene. Which I actually don't have a huge problem with pulse rifles. And as I've mentioned before, my beef with pulse rifles always was their range, and it goes back to what happened before with hand cannons. Why would you use a scout rifle when a hand cannon does the same exact thing at the same range? And that's the problem we have right now. Why would you use a scout rifle when a pulse rifle does the same exact damage? In fact, more damage at the same range. Um, let's you know what? Let's just go ahead and just jump into the the um, the December update that's coming out. Um, auto rifles as a whole are getting a buff where uh, low rate of fire weapons, uh, auto rifles like the uh, Suros Regime, they're getting a 3% base damage increase. The medium rate of fire ones like the Zalo Supercell, Paleo Contact, JPK-43, they're getting a 7% base damage increase. And then the high rate of fire, these are like your Necrochasms, or if you want to go back even further, the... Um, oh, what's the, the one from uh, Vault of Glass? You know which one I'm talking about, Waldy? The auto rifle. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. I know I didn't. And, I didn't. I know I didn't use it. <laughs> well, those high rate of fire ones—they're getting a four percent base damage increase. Um, what they wanted to do is make an auto, make the auto rifles a mid to close range weapon, which is pretty much what they're at, and they're still pretty effective. I see auto rifles out there a lot. The concern I have, and I have big concern, is that 7% damage increase to the mid-rate of fire ones might be too much. And I have, I mean, Zalo's are already powerful, and I see them all the time in Crucible. I think it is probably the best uh, auto rifle out there, I, especially with the perks that are included with it, and the fact that it's the only elemental damage primary from year two so far yeah so i'm a little concerned about that mid mid range rate of fire one especially zalo in particular that they may need to nerf that gun not all of them but that gun a tad if they're gonna do that that base damage increase pulse rifles they were supposed to be optimal at medium range but guess what they you can shoot them from downtown I'm I'm shooting my Nerwin's Mercy from 
scout rifle slash sniper rifle range. And I'm, I'm still doing about 33 to 32 per headshot. And I know I have rangefinder, but there's no reason, no reason for me to be doing the same exact damage that a scout rifle should be doing. And they can't even do that because they, they, they don't even hit as hard. Uh, with my Nerwin's Mercy, I'm doing 32 per bullet uh, in a burst. There's three bullets there, so you're looking at just a little bit less than 100 uh, points of damage. If a Guardian has almost 200 points of damage, you're looking at almost a two-burst kill uh, with just a smidge of life to finish him off. Um, that's how it is currently. What it will be is the low rate of fire uh, ones, such as the Messenger and Spare Change, they're getting a 9% base damage reduction. Now, here's what I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Because Pulse Rifles got a nerf previously. Uh, back when they improved Pulse Rifles, they buffed them up by 9%. Then they got a 1.5% nerf. So, one point, is that 1.5 from where they were at after the, the buff? Or a 1.5 percentage total? Because if, if we go and then do the, an additional 9% buff, rate, uh, nerf, does it bring it below to where it used to be? <laughs> you, 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 do you understand what I'm talking yes. about? Yeah, they, they, they buffed it. Then they nerfed it a tiny bit, and now they're going to to uh, nerf it again to the point to where it's going to be below where it was I, originally. I, I really hope that it's nine percent of what it is now, and not nine percent total percentage. That I mean, they they've never really explained that. Right. So. Anyway, let's go ahead and, and keep going. Uh, the medium rate of fire ones, the Hawk Saws, No Times to Explain, the Red Deaths, those are getting an 8% base damage reduction. The, the higher rate of fire ones, such as Bad Juju, those are getting also an 8% base damage reduction. And then the highest rate of fire one, which to my knowledge, outside of the year one uh, ones from, the, what's it called? Uh, Vault of Glass and... Uh, Crotazen, there's only the Grasp of Malik, Merrick, which you get from the Omnigol Strike. That's getting a 2% uh, nerf. So it's not a gigantic nerf for those. In fact, they're probably not going to see much of a, um, a change. M my interest is them to actually explain, like, I mean, it's, it's obvious once we get our hands on it, then we'll be able to, you know, identify the numbers. But it just seems a little weird that they didn't, you know, specify that exactly in, in the update. Um, and, but they are, in, here's the interesting, they're increasing the base damage against enemy combatants. So, they're nerfing, it, it, I mean, this is, it definitely seems like a PvP nerf. But it's a PvE buff. The only thing they needed to do was adjust the actual ranges for, for these pulse rifles, in my opinion. All they needed to do was nerf the ranges so that it actually performs as a mid-range weapon and not a long-range weapon. And you still get powerful-feeling weapons from stuff like Red Death and whatnot, and you can't use it at those scout rifle ranges. It, it, it 
gets people to start using scout rifles and it doesn't make everybody feel like oh Bungie's just gonna nerf everything might as well not even use that weapon which is what a lot of people are feeling right now they're looking at their it's like oh I just got such and such pulse rifle well too bad looks like that gun's getting nerfed why are you gonna be using that yeah you might as well try and predict what's going to be the next more powerful gun which most of the time it ends up being I, I better start practicing with my scout rifles or find a good auto rifle to start using. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I it seems to me since I started getting involved in in the in orbit podcast that our our main complaint with any gun was the range was always off. Mm-hmm. We didn't uh, I know for at least well you and I let's and and I'll use Thorn as an example we we never really said that the gun was truly overpowered except for the fact that it, the range was off. Mm-hmm. And in the fix that they made, they made the gun completely irrelevant and at the same time made all hand cannons totally irrelevant. You might as well get rid of them. Uh, it, it's almost pointless when they reward you with one. Mm-hmm. So here we are again. Another gun that has range issues. Another type of gun. Another type of gun, sorry. Another type of gun that has range range issues where it's it's has the range of a long distance gun. And here they are again, they're going to toy with its strength instead of the range. Where you know the only time I ever really have an issue with any kind of weapon, is if I'm getting killed by it all the time. And even with the thorn, I wasn't killed by it all the time because I knew how to adjust against people who used it. But when you're on the other side of the map and just dead, no one's mercy, over and over and over and over over again. Um that's what frustrates me. When I see everyone using the same guns, Conspiracy Theory D, Nerwin's Mercy, over and over and over and over again. Look at what is causing that gun for everyone to be using it all the time. And it's not always going to be its impact. (laughs) There's so many other parts of that gun that can affect why people are all or why everyone's going to use it and i do think range has something to do with it yeah i still think that bungie's having issues with that range factor because it i'll be honest the only weapon only two types of weapons that needed to have issues addressed were pulse rifles with the range and shotguns to have it at an effective range comparable to pretty much every other shooter. Every other shooting game out there has basically, if you're up close and, you, and, and you're, you're wielding a shotgun, other person's dead. It shouldn't be this basically hand cannon range for a shotgun. Right. And we'll get into the shotguns later on, but... The biggest thing is I don't understand why Bungie's having such issues with range. 
not damage, range, which is the biggest, it's the most important stat now with the 2.0 update. It's supposed to be the most important stat. Range is supposed to be more important than stability now. It used to be stability was the, don't get me wrong, stability is still a huge factor. But if I'm hitting you with uh, the, uh, what is, what's the pulse rifle from uh, King's Fall? Because I've actually seen a lot of that in Crucible, where they're using this pulse rifle from, from, from King's Fall, the, the raid, and that gun does not have the stability of your typical, for example, Nerwin's Mercy or even Red Death, which doesn't have much stability by itself. I mean, that gun, you shoot it, it, it the body shot will hit, and then it, all of a sudden, it, it shoots straight up. So, it, 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 I shouldn't be getting effectively shot, uh, scout rifle hits with that pulse rifle. It just doesn't make sense, and it continues to not make sense. Now, what I do see is, um, this is in addition to the, to the nerfs for the damage, they're reducing the damage falloff to start between auto rifle and hand cannon ranges. So, a low rate of fire pulse rifle will have a shorter damage falloff than a hand cannon, and then a higher range pulse rifle will have a higher damage falloff, or farther damage falloff than a hand cannon. What that means, I don't know, because they still haven't defined what exactly is mid-range, what exactly is, you know, just just based on what we have right now, it's like, oh, pulse rifles are mid-range weapons. Are you sure? Because I'm hitting people with it from scout, what I assume to be scout rifle range and, and, and getting plenty of kills. So... I hope that there's a little... They have to... They're using all these numbers and graphs, and yet it doesn't translate in-game. It, it It's confusing. I kind of have to wonder what would happen if they took hand cannons and turned them more into a secondary weapon, got rid of sidearms. And then you would have... Shotguns should be close up. Hand cannons should be close up. Sniper rifles should be long distance. And then your fusion rifle should be uh, s slightly better than shotgun. Mm. I so, almost don't see... I, I never really think of a hand cannon as a primary weapon. Pulse rifles and um, uh, auto rifles, to me, are primary weapons. But who am I? <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about the hand cannons now. Um, they're increasing the aiming down sights, just so everybody knows ADS accuracy for more reliable shooting at close to medium range. This they basically reversed their decision on on a previous nerf, and it's supposed to be optimal at close to medium range. My problem with that definition is this. What's the number one weapon that you'll be using at close range? Shotgun. So if that's the, that's the most effective weapon to use at that range, 
Why would you use a hand cannon? Why wouldn't you use a a, a pulse rifle to, to keep your distance back? I, and I know you can use uh, hand cannons at medium range. It just doesn't... It, I don't know. But it, 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 it... Just some of the stuff that they did for hand cannons seemed like... The range was completely off on, on hand cannons. I'm completely fine with that. The rate of fire on certain hand cannons was completely off on certain hand cannons. Everything else that wasn't a an exotic hand cannon was pretty much fine. Then they go and nerf the magazine size. Then they go and nerf um, the certain damage percentage. It, it did, the biggest problems with the hand cannons were three guns. And, and only one of them, I, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it doesn't have that much of a problem. The last word, Thorn, are the two biggest offenders, and to a certain extent, Hawkmoon, just because of how far you could hit. The thing with Hawkmoon was, you had to be precise to get those kills. They did the appropriate nerfs to Hawkmoon, and then they moved on. But then they decided to nerf every other hand cannon, so why would you use a hand cannon? Why would you even try to get, like... If I have Nerwin's Mercy and I'm doing the damage, why would I even try to, you know, get a better roll on my hand cannon? I won't. I'll just turn into Legendary Mark. And uh, then, the, then you get an entire group of people using the same guns. Because they all right. know it too. Mm-hmm. So now, now comes the big one. Because they took shotguns, bent it over, and then just plowed it. Uh, at least this is my, this is just me looking at it from on paper, but that's what it looks like. When the biggest problem with shotguns, here's, oh God, here we go. Here comes Jorge. What were the biggest three offending shotguns at the end of, um, of, uh, the house of wolves? You had your matador, Olay. Mm-hmm. You had your party crasher plus one, right. and you have Felwinter's Lie. Right. What was the problem with those three shotguns? The problem with those shotguns were they were extremely high impact, and you had an issue with the range. Oh, what have we been talking about all this time? Range. This was supposed to be addressed in 2.0. It hasn't been addressed, and to make things worse... In game, when you complete the quest, oh, here's a conspiracy theory D that has the same impact, and it has rangefinder. Have fun. So everybody's rolling around with conspiracy theory D with rangefinder, a perk to give you better range on a shotgun, which means that oh, it's supposed to be the new Fell Winter's line. <laughs> Everybody has the same exact arced. Conspiracy Theory D. And they're rolling around in Crucible with it. Why? Because they can't address the range and they they fail to see issues with certain weapons and they decide to give it to you. Remember, I think it was the last Iron Banner before 2.0. They sold a... um, What was it? They they sold the Felwinter's Lie with knee pads and shot package. And we're just like... Are you insane? 
Well, just... and, and you know what? We're, we're leaving one off, and it's because I ran into it last night a lot. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was the same player. But um, the the chaperone had a ridiculous range. Right, and they, they're actually addressing that. That's why I, I didn't touch that. So we'll go ahead and get into that later. But basically, the big thing with these, these shotguns is they're high impact. They have too much range. And they decided to bend the entire class over instead of bringing it down. When you're balancing things out, you always bring things down. You don't destroy them. That's what happened to fusion rifles. Does anybody use fusion rifles now? No. It's the same thing that happened to hand cannons. Do a lot of people use hand cannons? No. Why would you? It's a, it's a shame because I know there are people that like using hand cannons. Mm -hmm. I liked using hand cannons. There's people in our, our clans that enjoy using hand cannons. Not anymore. Because they know they can't you know, succeed by running around with a gun that either has um, ridiculously bad stability or they can't um, reload fast enough. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so let's go ahead and talk about the nerfs to the shotguns. Um... They're changing the, the starting damage fall off to ma match melee lunge range. Um, that means I go after you with a melee attack. That's where the damage should start falling off right there. Um, they're changing the final damage fall off distance. Basically, a lot of this is 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 stuff. Let me go ahead and give you the the TLDR version. Lower range, you're slower. It's slower for you to aim. It takes longer for you to reload. And it, 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 what's the other one? There's one that I'm missing. And it, and it, and it takes longer to, to fire when you're sprinting or jumping. So basically it, what they're trying, not only are they, are they nerfing shotguns per se but they're 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 nerfing a specific type of game type which is the blink shotgun right. which for the most part was it was reduced significantly blink is not as strong as it was before thank god um but it it was still prevalent enough where out of nowhere you would just get blinked and from the distance what i would assume would be hand cannon distance I'm getting, I'm just dropping from that conspiracy theory D. And then, oh, there he goes to go ahead and blink shotgun again. I hope this addresses the shotgun, but my problem with it is they added things to it that just don't make sense, which is the movement speed. If you're jumping, okay, if you're doing the jump like a blink, you shouldn't be able to fire your gun until you land. That's how it should be. But then all of a sudden, like, they're drop they, they before they even get out there aiming, they they shoot as they're landing, guy's dead, and then they move on and blink again. That's that 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 indicates to you that there's a nerf needed for that movement type, not the gun itself. Now, in terms of the guns like like I mentioned, the high impact, low rate of fire ones. Mm -hmm. Why not just reduce the, the impact on those and leave the other ones alone? 
<laughs> Those were the biggest offenders. You're nerfing an entire class. You're going to be nerfing stuff such as Invective, such as uh, like in the old school days, uh, found uh, not found verdict. Is it found verdict? Yeah. Shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm right. I, I'm just mixing up all these names. Then then there's the stuff from like the the raid shotgun, the the uh, the, the new raid shotgun. All these other weapons which are getting nerfed. You're doing the same thing that you did to to hand cannons. You're 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 punishing every single gun when the biggest offenders were three, or in this case, one. Now it's conspiracy theory D. <clears throat> right. So instead of just just making changes to the one gun and evening the playing field a little bit for all of those types, whereas people could then base their choice of using, and I'll say shotguns, for example, off of what some of the perks that are on that gun. And you would notice it when you're playing Crucible because you wouldn't be getting killed by the same gun over and over again. Instead, they, they nerf, they nerf not just those one or two guns, they nerf all of them. And then again, you end up putting an entire gun class into obscurity mm -hmm. now i will say i will say this shotguns will still be powerful at close range and but, well that all depends on the type of player you know I, i'm more of a long range player so i'll stick to snipers but i i think the majority of players are more up close they like to rush they don't really strategize as much they're you know typical Call of Duty players, <laughs> and they'll have their shotguns. Well, you can tell because even on wide open, large maps, they are running around with shotguns as their primary. Mm -hmm. Which is another indication that maybe they need to nerf uh, the secondary ammo a little bit on certain weapons. Uh, well, Let's let's move on to fusion rifles because this is upsetting to me. It really is upsetting to me um, that they're not doing any anything significant. Okay, let me let me step back. It's possible the fusion rifles, because of the the heavy shotgun nerf, will become more prevalent in the game. But I'm looking at this, and I'm I'm looking at the previous update. When I mentioned again, they didn't do anything with fusion rifles. They didn't make them valuable. They didn't make it so... Make it a viable alternative to a, a shotgun. Remember back when, when before 2.0 came, came by, I was like, I really hope they do something with fusion rifles, and I really hope that they, they come back into prevalence. Fusion rifles were one of my favorite guns to use in the original game. Yes, they were powerful, and yes, they had range, and they needed to nerf it so that it was at quote-unquote pulse rifle range. Because they keep saying right here, fusion rifles are optimal at mid-range. Are you going to be using a, fu a fusion rifle against somebody who's using a pulse rifle? You would never do that. You would get destroyed. So what is this mid-range game again? They keep mentioning the same things. Fusion rifles are optimal at mid-range. Why would I use a fusion rifle against somebody using a pulse rifle? I would get destroyed. I do remember 
doing the Nexus strike and standing all the way up in that cave and watching someone using a Plan C and shooting at some of the um, ah, Minotaurs down on the, on the ground. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how far the Plan C could reach. But besides the fact that my issue with, with fusion rifles has always been this is the most interesting gun that the game has to offer. Every other kind of gun that I can play with, I see in other games. Mm-hmm. Hand cannons, auto rifles, pulse rifles, shotguns, snipers, machine gun, rocket launcher. All of them. Any kind of first-person shooter game, those, those guns are there. Mm-hmm. Fusion rifle was different. Mm-hmm. And... You, you made it so uninteresting to use. Now, I know it was helpful for the most part for PvE, uh, particularly dealing with shields. Mm-hmm. But from a Crucible level, it's, it's to this day, and even back in the beginning, I really did not see fusion rifles anywhere. So... It's frustrating to know that you have the most interesting gun type you can't use for half the game. And for the most part, people don't even use it for PvE anymore either. Right. Now, sometimes I, I, I have to wonder whether or not guns should have different types of stats depending on what you're doing. That's what I've been arguing since the beginning. I'm at the point right now where you you choose what type of gun you have, hand cannon, or let's say pulse rifle. You choose whether or not you want the fast rate of fire, slow rate of fire, whatever, and then it'll be the same archetype throughout that gun, that 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 type of. uh, You you can never have a you can never have a balanced crucible until you remove the pve elements from the crucible they'll never do that as uh as it gives destiny its quote-unquote charm for crucible the problem you you run into is then you then you do these significant weapon tunings that nullify a specific type of gun type um, we haven't even talked about what the what the fusion rifle is, but uh, let me go over real quick. They're increasing the charge speed on fast charging fusion rifles for reduced burst damage to compensate. So they're nerfing the damage to a an already weaker type of fusion rifle. Why? It doesn't hit as hard already. And you're nerfing that damage. Fusion rifles uh, are going to have a reduced hip fire stability. Why? <laughs> Why would you reduce a gun's effectiveness when it's already not effective? They increase the aiming down sights and crouch stability, which that's good. 
You reduce the carried ammo inventory for all fusion rifles. Why? Again, why? We go into this thing. If I'm using a shotgun, it's a one-hit kill up close. If I'm using a fusion rifle, if I'm lucky, it can be a one-hit kill. But most of the time, it's a two-hit kill. And, and I'm talking about PvP. If it's a two-hit kill, and I'm running around with pretty much the same amount of ammo as a shotgun, doesn't that not put the fusion rifle in in a disadvantage? I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, just because you want people to use it in mid-range game. That mid-range game is a two-hit kill. Why would you reduce the ammo? Um, they're they're also increasing the base damage against uh, PVE opponents. So that's that needed to happen. I don't think it was enough. I still think it needed a little bit more, but it needed to happen. So they nerfed it, buffed it, and then it's in weird state right now. We still have to play around with with it when it comes out, but I I mean. I don't I don't I don't I, I don't see how how you can justify the the ammo reduction. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, particularly for a fusion rifle. Um let's go ahead and talk about sniper rifles. Um because I know this is one of your favorite types of guns. And they didn't make the change that I think they would have. Cause I'm okay with them. Here's the problem. You're nerfing shotguns. The game has slowly been transitioning to a sniper rifle style game. Sniper rifles are very powerful right now. I would venture to say that if you're serious in Trials of Osiris, it's not to say that you can't do it without a sniper rifle, but most teams are using sniper rifles. I mean, we saw it yesterday when we were playing Trials of Osiris yesterday. And we got, what, six wins? I can't remember how many wins. Um, the majority of those matches were against people with sniper rifles. Right. In fact, all of them were. What am I, what am I talking about? Um, my biggest problem is the ability to shoot as fast as you can with the sniper rifles, to be as precise as you can in that short amount of time, is a little ridiculous. Um, they're ne just as they nerfed shotguns in terms of aiming down sights, then pulling the trigger. They need to do the same thing with sniper rifles because it's it's becoming way too strong, and the aim assist in the game is way too high for these sniper rifles. I can shoot a slight, what in the grand scheme of things, a slight off to the right, and I hit you with a headshot. But when you're looking down sights and, and you're basically firing on the side of their head, not even, not almost nowhere close to them, to the side of it, and they're dead instantly because you hit them with a headshot by aim assist. That's a little, there, there's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I, I, I like really don't understand can... the point of aim assist. I, I don't know why it needs to be in there. <clears throat> I, I can't tell you how many times I think. I have a headshot 
and only half the health goes down on the person, which means it was a body shot, which doesn't make any sense. If Mm -hmm. I'm aiming at their head and I only get a body shot for it. So, all right, what did I do? Just get them right under the chin. Um, but in the meanwhile, I can be behind uh, a wall or last night a, a wall or a truck on the on the trials map and the person cannot see me and yet they're able to kill me with aim assist. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. That that's more a that's more of a product of the the lag in the game. Um and unfortunately when we're playing games such as you you've been playing it Battlefront with with its dedicated servers and you play all these other games like Halo who have optimized peer-to-peer uh, connections. I, actually, I believe they have dedicated servers too. I'm not sure. I have to look into that. Or even when you're playing something like Call of Duty, all these games have heavily, lean heavily, heavily on those multiplayer map, um, not maps, ma- multiplayer styles. And they're not having the issues that we are in Destiny. And it's been more than a year now. We're still having these issues the game that's supposed to be about precision kills and we're we're it it's 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 we're just kind of like throwing our hands in the air like what do we have to do um i do, they're the they're do i can't speak now there does need to be aim assist in the game because of it being a console game you don't have the precision that you do with a mouse and keyboard you just don't I'm able to move if I'm playing a first-person shooter with with the mouse. I'm able to move slightly, and bam, I'm, I'm a tap dead. So you don't need the aim assist on a on a. On a well, I, I do game. think though, a but sniper rifle, considering how powerful it is, should be a skill weapon. Oh, I completely agree. But th- there's two things going. There's two things going on as to why uh, the game has the aim assist as, as it does. It needs to be nerfed. The aim assist. I completely agree with you on that. The reason the game has the aim assist as high as it does is the game has to operate to people with pings up to uh, 400. Which is huge because of what Sony has dictated for their their, their, uh, their network. If you know that the game has to operate at these high pings, you need to have dedicated servers, and you need to have matchmaking based on ping. It, it's, it's, it's getting to the point now where, let's say, let's say uh, me and my neighbor are playing. I'm the host, and my teammate is, I don't know, we'll just say Great Britain, right? Right. And I go up against a team that live down the street and all three of them live in the same area. So we're playing this connection. We're going to have an advantage because we have somebody way further away from us, which means the game is going to be relying on me, the host's internet. We're going to have an advantage because we're going to be able to deal with sniper shots more effectively due to his issues or him being so far away, and there's nothing that the other team can do. It's it, it's not a level playing field. 
That's not to say that the person over there had bad internet, but we're naturally going to have a better, or, 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 or we're going to have more advantages in terms of network because of that setup. There's nothing that the other team can do. When it happens against you, you're just like, I don't understand anymore. And, and I can't, there's, I haven't played a game where it rewards lag or bad ping. I've, this game rewards you like nobody's business. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it just, it, it adds more to the frustration to those that, I don't know. Uh, I, some of these guns, when I'm using a sniper rifle, I'm trying to aim down on the person's head. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really re rely. I, I guess Thorn was the only thing where I could say, yeah, I could rely on the perk. I could put two, two bullets into someone and run away. I knew they were going to die for the most mm -hmm. part. But with some of these other weapons, you know, I try and be legit with. And it's always frustrating to see other people that think they're hot shit when they're just relying on on luck in the chamber. Well, I also think it, it, it's it's a product of what's going on with the stupid again balance. It it just doesn't. If you have a higher impact sniper rifle, you should have less ammo in that gun. It, it 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 just makes sense that you should have less ammo in the magazine and in the gun. Because that means that you're going to be doing the same amount of damage across all the bullets that I would be doing with my lower impact one. It makes sense if I have a lower impact gun that I have a magazine of, let's say, I don't know, four. And a lower impact mag uh, gun should have a magazine of... Uh, a higher impact magazine, I should say, gun... Should have a magazine of three. People aren't gonna be like, "Oh, well, that that wouldn't. That's not fair. I already have this gun. You know, it has four four in the magazine. They already nerfed it from year one." And it's like, of course they did. They had to. But if I'm having four bullets, a total of eighteen bullets, in both these guns, and I can't out do the same output in total damage, why how, why would you think that's fair? Yes, I understand it's supposed to be a precision weapon, but it it just it, it, you cannot give an you have to nerf sniper rifles in a meaningful way to put them in line with all weapons. You have to make all weapons viable. And right now, sniper rifles are in a little too strong a position, and it's not like you can just nerf the damage. Because it, it, it's still going to be a one-shot one, hit, one shot head, headshot, two in the body, all across, whether it's a slow rate of fire weapon or high rate of fire weapon. But you cannot give advantages in terms of magazine size, nor can you give advantages in terms of the, the, uh, what's, the aim assist. Right now, those two things are too strong. And, and, and to put them in line with other weapons... They need to seriously consider nerfing the magazine size and lowering the, lowering the aim assist. And, this is not involving the actual weapon, they need to look at matching games based on ping. The lowest ping person, or the highest ping person, 
on that fire team determines whether or not you're on a on on a high ping uh or yeah high ping group it has to be that way you you cannot continue to give these people huge advantages and and it's it's getting really really ridiculous um let's go ahead and talk about sidearms um they didn't really do any major changes all they did was increase the ready and stow speed for all sidearms so you can it's basically snapshot on all sidearms which basically is how it feels and i think i thought they would have buffed up the damage just slightly because right now i i rarely see sidearms and i thought i would see more um, I'm kind of disappointed in what they're doing with sidearms. Yeah, I don't see them, and they don't play any part in my game. They almost, they uh, unless they're around uh, 300 light level, mm -hmm. where that I can use to infuse something up higher, mm -hmm. they go straight in the trash. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about first curse. Um, that's one of the, the, the they started upgrading the or upgrading. Tuning the exotic weapons, they basically made first curse better. They they improved the the perk, improved the range. It just it's the most annoying exotic, and they haven't addressed the process of getting it. And that's where I am with that gun. So I only know one person that has it, and I've never been killed by it. Mm-hmm. So. so and I know, I guess I'm still half a week away before I can even make an attempt to try and get it, which I think then I have to wait another week afterward. It's a complete screw up on how to get the game to begin with, or how to get the gun to begin with, to, to begin with uh, on Bungie's part. Um, but boy, to to have people... Go through all of that for a gun that no one's going to use. It doesn't make any sense. I don't understand who's making some of the decisions for some of these guns. If you're going to make it incredibly hard to get, which I'm told it is, then it, the reward needs to match the amount of energy that you put into it. It, has, it should be. In fact, if it's going to be that hard to get, then it should be a gun that everyone should want and be trying to go for. Mm -hmm. uh, because it should be almost in its, in its own class, almost like as an elite exotic. Mm -hmm. No one has it. <laughs> no one. Nobody wants to get it. And, and, no one, and once you go online and you do a search and there's reviews of it, oh my God, the reviews for it are, are scathing. So it, it doesn't make any sense why you would do that. It, mm -hmm. it makes zero sense. You know, it, and again, it's a hand cannon also. It, you almost want to say, if there's a hand cannon that you want to use, it should be that one. Mm -hmm. But no, they screwed it up. And, and now they're trying to fix it some, but I guarantee you it's, it's still not going to be enough because it's it's part of a weapon class that was just <laughs> well, nerfed let's, to the to the point of extinction. <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about another hand cannon, uh, Hawkmoon. 
Uh, basically, they reduce the range and they reduce the damage of the luck in the chamber bullets uh, <sighs> by 0.1 uh, times. So instead of doing 1.2, uh, 1.3 times damage, that luck in the chamber, uh, it now does 1.2. Hawkmoon is still strong, so I'm not I'm not seeing any really big issues. Um, and they put it more in line with the other hand cannon, so it's not overwhelming when the changes do take into effect. I, st I still think Hawkmoon is one of the better exotic weapons, and it should be used. Um, let's talk about one of your best friends right now, the Chaperone. Um, basically, when they did the test, the Chaperone was so strong that they banned it internally. That tells you all you need to know about that weapon. Um, they reduced the base damage, but they increased the precision damage. I, uh, they didn't address the range, and I think the, the, the big reason they didn't address the range on the Chaperone, in the, in the notes anyway, was because it got nerfed with the other shotguns. And I know it's an exotic weapon, and it shouldn't feel stupid, but it already has a more effective range than a gun, than a shotgun with, um... Shot, the old shot package perk. And I'm seeing chaperone being used at an exorbitant distance. And I see a lot of people getting precision kills with it. My concern is they didn't do enough with this and they increased the precision damage to 1.75 times where it was originally 1.1 times. If you hit anybody with this, this gun in the head, you're going to die. And I think the buff was too high compared to where it needed to go. And it does I, I don't know. I, I just think that this is, this might need to get nerfed a little bit more because it, it seems to be very, very strong. Um, let's go ahead and just breeze through the next few. Fabian Strategy, which is the one for the Titans, wasn't a very good auto-rifle to begin with, and the perk really didn't make much sense. Uh, it's getting slightly buffed, but not nothing in a meaningful way. I still see no need to use this exotic over other exotics, and it seems like, in, in, since it's an exotic meant for only Titans, they didn't take advantage of certain of the things that Titans do, which would have made more sense. Like, I don't know, while using Defender Titan, while your ba barrier melee is activated, you do uh, 1.2 times more damage. Something like that. Just make it so that there's a reason for a Titan to use it. Right now, there's no reason. Um, then you got Black Spindle. Uh, they removed the scope upgrades from Black Spindle, and they replaced it with barrel upgrades. La di da. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much using Black Spindle the way it's intended anyway. Uh, the good one that they did was the Sleeper Simulant, where they increased the maximum inventory ammo from seven to nine. Apparently, there was a glitch with the Sleeper Simulant where, let's say, you had 
only one bullet in your uh, heavy machine gun, you could switch to the sleeper simulant and get a full seven uh, seven shots. <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't know that that was in the game. Because I rarely use sleeper simulant, not because I hate it, it's just there's no need to use sleeper simulant using black uh, spindle. And the inventory no longer benefits from fusion rifle am armor perks but does benefit from heavy ammo armor perks here's the problem since the the house of wolves they started going more specific item weapon item and weapon specific taken king they took it a step further where the boots have for example um sniper ammo or machine gun ammo there currently isn't one for fusion rifle ammo, to my knowledge. And there's no, outside of one or two exotic uh, armor pieces, there's nothing that says that you get heavy, heavy ammo perks um, for your boots. It's all very specific. It's either rocket launcher ammo, um, what is it, rocket launcher, machine gun, sniper ammo... Something like that for the boots, right? Right. Or if you're really unlucky, sidearm ammo. And that's that's hilarious. So how do you buff up this gun in terms of ammo when it doesn't show up? I I I, I don't understand that. Uh so that's pretty much all the um the, the nerfs, buffs, and whatnot that are going to be happening in the December update. They didn't go into detail about the Worm Spore. They didn't go into detail about the Etheric Light. And they didn't... They completely left off anything involving the, the Sunbreaker Titan. Or the... Yeah. The, the Hammer Titan. Whatever it's called. I, I can't think right now. Outside of... Outside of what we already discussed, John, is there anything... Or any impressions you have about what they what they talked about with, with regards to the nerfs? Um, it's all tinkering again, <laughs> it, and we're th we're going to experience this like every few months, and I, we're going to get stuck with the just people using the same weapons and the same you know different weapon classes, whatever it gets switched to. Until they figure out how to figure how to figure out how to change the range on these weapons, mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think we pretty much hit on like individual weapons in particular. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have anything to add to that. We went pretty in depth on some of these things. Some of the guns I don't even have, thanks to Bungie's way of controlling. What, you know, whether or not you can get some of these guns. I, I will say this, you know, we brought up quite a few exotic weapons that are useless. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on in the, with the creative team at Bungie. People are supposed to want the exotics because they're special. They add something to the game or at least to the player's game. I can't believe how many exotics are completely useless. Mm -hmm. They bring nothing to the game. Or they, they're, 
their one perk is only useful on such a small portion of the game that there's almost no reason to have the gun ex unless you're in that position or in that strike or in the raid for that small part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, people went through a lot when they learned how to get the touch of malice. Mm -hmm. And for a while there it was like, Oh my God, you, you, you you can't do that. You can't join our raid group unless you have touch of malice. It was the new Gallahorn in the beginning mm -hmm. there. Almost. And everyone, you know, went on a massive search to try and find everything that they needed to in order to trade it in, in order to get that gun. The gun is only useful for the very end of the raid. And nothing else. Well, it's if anything it reminds me of, of of what they were trying to do with that auto rifle the fabian strategy because outside of the raid you're right if you're a hunter or a warlock you're if you're a defender titan there's a lot of use for it but you have to be in the specific position of having a blessing of light if you don't have that there's no need to use that gun and I, I know we've done the raid several times now where I, I didn't use it mm -hmm. just to see what would happen. And of course, no problems beating normal or hard without all of us using touch and mouse. So if, if we don't necessarily need to use it, then, then what's the point of it? Mm hmm. Speaking you know, of, every uh, once in a while, very rarely, I'll get killed by someone who's using it in, in the Crucible. And it makes no sense to me. I, I think someone's either trying to level it up or, or they're just being foolish. <clears throat> because it, it doesn't make for a good scout rifle at all. Um, but I, I don't understand the thinking behind these exotics. And, and I guess we could use this as a segue because I think we were going to talk about the exotics that we're going to be dropping next month. Mm -hmm. Correct. In fact, let's, let's just go ahead and right into it. Um, it's 15 total exotics that are going to be coming to us. Problem is 13 of them are old ones. Two of them are new. Right. So, in order to make the game more interesting for exotics, they're bringing in the old ones. Uh, out of those, it includes Mita Multi-Tool, Plan C, Dragon's Breath, Super Good Advice, No Land Beyond, Hard Light, uh, the Nothing Manacles, the Armamentarium, the Peregrine Greaves, the Apothesis Veil, the Radiant Dance Machines, the Achillophage Symbiote, and the Bones of Eo. Those are the old ones. Out of that group, I'm sure the most excitement was for the Mita Multi-Tool, uh, the Bones of EO, and to a certain extent, No Land Beyond because of how, depending on the person, how terrible that gun is or how amazing that gun is. There's, right. there's almost no middle ground right. with regards to that gun. And the only other, I mean, well, at least, yeah, armor-wise, I could see the Symbiote Right. The, the, for there were for those who use Golden Gun. Right. There were a couple of people that, of that All of those guns mean nothing to me. You named exactly the ones that may come in handy 
or that I would actually want. And that's it. So Uh. we're going to end up going back into something that we discussed several months ago. You release a DLC almost with the idea that this is a new game. This is... This is going to totally change the game to the point where it's a new game. And we're going to charge you for it almost to the point where it's a new game. And let's be honest, with the DLC and everything else that we've purchased since with silver and emotes and dances and everything, we have spent enough money for a $60 game. Most of us have. And you give us all the same stuff. Now I realize when they listed those, they mentioned that, you know, there's some new and exciting perks that will may be added. Well, my issue with that is you've you've presented us with a lot of new, let's say legendary guns in these DLCs, uh starting with um the House of Wolves. Mm-hmm. And your perks suck. These guns, and, and even now in the Taken King, I'm using raid weapons in order to upgrade some of my other guns because those guns aren't very good because the perks on them suck. <laughs> so, you know, I can't say I'm too excited about these these new perks that you're going to revise some of these guns and armors with if you continue to put out guns with perks that don't make any sense. I know we, we always go back as a laugh to fall back on the whole rocket launcher that does extra damage to shanks. The You're going to throw the garbage out there and try and get us to buy into it. Now you're going to give us, you know, here's 15 new exotics. By the way, 13 of them are ones you already had and you already know about. And of those 15, there's a small handful that you may be interested in. By the way, this is this is a new game. It's the same shit over and over again. You're just giving us stuff that we already had. And most of it we didn't want anyway because you guys weren't creative enough to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's unfortunate that we're we're excited over stuff like Mita Multi Tool and Bones of EO, and to a certain extent No Land Beyond and Killophage Symbiote, but that's how starved we are for the. Or exotics stuff that actually brings us additional value to this game because right now until this this coming uh week's update or whatever we're literally staying on the same game that we've been playing for almost two months the only ch- real meaningful change that has happened outside of what trials of osiris and um the hard mode raid there's nothing really that has changed. People will say, oh, well, well, you can't wag your finger at that. The hard mode rate is amazing. It really isn't. 
Oh, you 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 can't you can't nullify that because Charles of Osiris is amazing. Only, I mean, we did the numbers. Yeah. What one one percent play Charles of Osiris? And I can see why we played it last night, and we went through th- what three full matches where the other team, where I can only assume we're using lag switches. Yeah, the, the 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 there were so many red bars and it was really really bad and and it was it was obvious because we would as soon as the the match ended they were they were in the red go into the lobby then they would switch to green and as soon as the match would start up again they were back in the red mm-hmm. so clearly Des- Bungie isn't really doing that much in order to prevent people or stop people from wanting to cheat. But I can say that and be 100% confident and sure in saying this, that if I get the bones of EO, that is not going to change the outlook of how I feel about this game right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we already know, we mentioned this in the last podcast, People are moving away from the game because there's alternatives. And if given a certain amount of time, you may lose them permanently. Mm -hmm. There seems to be an awful lot of people that are completely lost in the world of Fallout. The real world, they are ignorant to the entire real world right now because they are so lost in Fallout. Which, which, from what I hear, isn't as good as Fallout Three. It's still a very good game, but it was it, it it didn't reach the expectations of what a lot of people had, and they're still plugging away at that game because but, Destiny uh, doesn't have enough to offer people to bring them back. Refer a friend isn't the answer. Challenge mode is the answer. And, and I realize some people that have left the game are saying, well, I'll come back when they have something, you know, worthy of my time. But they don't. And which makes me think that some of these people will only come back when Destiny 2 comes around. Yep. Um, and what worries me about that is that Destiny 2 is going to come, come around at some point, And they're just going to update all the same shit that we've been playing with for a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, they, like, like, like we've been mentioning by now, we would have gotten news on the dark below uh, this, by this time last year, we would have known what, what to expect. You know, it would have been what a weeks away before a week away. I'm sorry. Before dark below came out, we still have yet to hear anything about what's happening for the new uh, DLC or whatever they decide to do for Destiny, um, all and we've been hearing it for a while now about the challenge modes, and we still have yet to see anything regarding the challenge modes. And they they mentioned a little bit about it, or they've been teasing it in this week's uh, weekly update. So maybe this coming week we'll hear something about a challenge mode. But from what they're indicating, it doesn't seem to be like. For example, a separate mode. It seems to be because they mentioned that there's challenge modes for both the normal raid and the hard raid, 
Which makes me think, okay, if you're doing the normal raid, you have to do this, this, and this to un and it, from what I I'm just assuming they're gonna make it so that they give you bounties and you complete the bounties to get that uh, particular challenge mode item or whatever it is. Which, if that's what the challenge mode is, they are severely going to be upsetting a lot of people. Now, if you complete said challenges and it opens up another part of the raid, because they mentioned that we've only seen 5 thirteenths of the raid, maybe I'd be okay with that. But f just from what they've said so far, it seems like the, the game is missing a lot. And I... And, and, or, or it, it seems like by now they should have released something substantial to the game. Some sort of story item, some sort of strike, some sort of something. Because the game is, 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 is at the point where it's begging for, for just something to do. And I know a lot of people in WoW are, are just like, this is what we're going through right now. We're not going to have anything new until the summer. Imagine if they tried to do that with Destiny. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing until the summer. It, it, you know, it, it used to be you did the storyline, right? You did your strikes, um, but then you would move on and continue to do raids until you pretty much got everything you needed, and then do Crucible, and that kept you going. Mm -hmm. Well, the Crucible has issues, and the game itself has issues. And once you're done it, you're either so fed up with everything that you had to go through in order to do it, um, or you've lost your patience and all of it, just the, the randomness of everything is so, makes you so angry that you've had enough. You just say, you know what, At this, this isn't how to make a video game. This really isn't how you should make a video game. And I'm yeah. tired of being the person, uh, the, the guinea pig, uh, really, for this game, for this experiment. Yeah, uh, because, you know, the rest of it, it all gets stale real fast. Yeah, re remember David? Um, he did the hard rate today, and the only thing he got from Oryx was two shards and a 300 sniper rifle yeah that makes zero if you're gonna have a game like this i i can't stress this enough if you're gonna have a game that's going to involve grinding you have to give the players something to bite on to make them want to come back and keep playing i'm not saying that they that you need to reward them with the best of everything up front because then really what's the point of continuing to play? But mm -hmm. you, there has to be some kind of hook for that person to say, well, at least I got this and I got this, which is going to be helpful. I'll be able to use those. Um, and then next week I'll play again and see what else I can get. You, it still has to be an enjoyable experience. If time after time after time, the person is ready to throw their controller against the wall 
because they're not getting rewarded for their time and energy, not to mention the frustration of lots of times playing with people that never played that are causing the raids to go from being an hour to an hour and a half experience to a three to four hour experience. And there's no reward after that, except for shards. Are you kidding me? That is not how to have a video game. You have, uh, all right, you want to use randomness. Okay, you can use it, but the reward has to be there. Some kind of reward has to be there. Something better than what you have. Or on par with what you have, at least. Because getting, for example, the most, the most frustrating thing for Waldy here is he'll do the hard raid and he'll get a primary weapon at like 311 or 3, 310. And there's no incentive for him to try to you know do anything with that because every single one of his weapons is at that level why would he you know it, it, it does nothing for him the armor piece that he gets are weaker than than what he has and to him constantly getting something weaker than what you have right now means that that raid was a wipe and it's in and he he enjoys spending time with us playing this game but at a certain point, the raid is supposed to reward you for your effort, reward you for your time, and when you're getting squat, it's just too much sometimes. It's and and it's a tough. I mean, it it it's a very manageable raid, but it is still a challenge. It's not just you go in and breeze right through it. It's not like what Crota is right now. It's not like what Vault of Glass is right now. It's still a challenge. It's like. When, when we were going through Skolas, yes, Skolas is pretty much just a modified Archon Priest, but that fight was still somewhat of a challenge. You had to be on your toes, you had to do something. And, and just like Skolas, unfortunately, right now, we're not getting rewarded, or we're not getting items that are beneficial to us. Yeah, and, so, and I know what someone would say. Someone would say, well, I would take that, that 311 primary that you just got, and infuse it into something else. What? What would you infuse it into? When there's only like two or three guns really to use in the entire game. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let, let's because uh, we already spent an entire episode talking about that. Let's go ahead and just give our final thoughts. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the Iron Banner. Um, it was cl- uh, it was six v six this time. Uh, you, you did a little bit of Iron Banner, right? Uh, yeah, I, I took my Titan to level 5. And outside of the obvious issues with Crucible, what did you think of it so far? I actually enjoyed the fact that they changed it to 6-on-6 uh, to, uh, six six, uh, without it being control right. for once. I, I thought it was refreshing, a little bit different. It, uh, I know for sure it made, certainly made it harder to reach some of those bounties, let's say like the 2,500 with control. It's, it's definitely a lot easier when you know that you're bound to see two to four people sitting on a, on a zone that if you have a heavy weapon or you have your super, you can just go right up and, and knock them all out and just, just, you know, watch your score just erupt. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, it, it, it was fun to be playing with everybody again. There was, if there was anything that was frustrating, it was the same guns over and over and over again. Conspiracy Theory D and No One's Mercy. And that was about it. It was the same thing over and over again. Yeah, uh, we already touched on that, so let's yeah. let's not let's not jump back into no, I'm not, it. I'm not, I'm not. But that was that was my frustration. Everything else was fine. It seemed to take a while. It seemed to take a little bit longer than usual. I think to get the level five, but, which was a little strange yeah. since I would listen to people say, "Oh my god, I'm level four already." I'm like, it took, holy it took shit, you how are you to doing that? Because I got the emblem, I got the shader. I'm wearing armor and stuff, and I'm barely getting any points in order to level up. So I'm not—I really? don't know exactly what was going on there, but um. see, I—I I, I was actually the opposite of you. It, it, I leveled up all three of my characters level five really, really quickly, um, and I've been getting some very, very good rewards. Uh, now the level three packages were three ten rare artifacts, which I don't understand that. Um, doesn't really make a difference whether it's rare or legendary. It It is what it is. I personally would have made it so that they dropped more frequently too, because let's be honest, they should have made it so that if you're, if you're going to get 320 ghost shells via drops, you should get artifacts as well. That way you can at least start upgrading your legendary artifacts. Because some of them have better suiting perks for certain classes. For example, I have a 310 artifact right now that is only effective when I use a grenade on a taken enemy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, that's fine, but what about those when I'm doing a strike that doesn't have taken or when I'm doing something that doesn't involve taken? Yeah. Why not something when when it's it's a void or 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 solar or arc, which I do have certain legendaries that that Generate orbs when you kill an opponent with a solar base. Uh, when you're when you have a solar base subclass equipped or whatever. Artifacts Why not? feel like a complete afterthought. For right. Bungie. And now here's the thing: there are people who are level three twenty because they bypass the system by getting by not having anything in that artifact slot. Oh, interesting. They cheese the system. Yeah. Since it averages everything out. Correct. So if there's none there, then they've reduced the rate of what they're being divided by. Correct. And you can avoid that by moving over all the uh, engrams over. Because you still have a chance of getting a, an artifact when you decrypt an engram. Right. So they just move stuff over huh. to another character and have them decrypt it. <laughs> Interesting. So, I personally would have made it so that the that the Iron Banner would have dropped three twenty or three ten plus light artifacts via random drops because I was getting three uh, what is it three seventeen three eighteen three nineteen ghost shells, and the packages only give you three ten items. The rank five one gives you a chance for a um a three ten plus item, weapon or armor. Uh, which, there's a weird glitch with that, which, again, Bungie, come on, come on. It's it's not a game-breaking glitch. Like, basically, you just go to orbit, 
And there and it should show up in your in your inventory, but come on. Um I could still, so, by the way, do without getting drops that are way below my light level. I I don't even know why that happens. I think your drops should be based somewhere around what your light level is. There's no reason mm -hmm. to give me a sidearm for for 260. Right. Um, so yeah, uh, I was having some, some pretty good luck with my, uh, my stuff. I got a lot of armor pieces. Uh, I don't have a full set on all my characters. Um, I think that the helmet is the one item that they're making sure that only drops from the packages. Because I've gotten boots, I've gotten arms, and I got, I've gotten plenty of chest pieces. The only thing that I only got one of, of one of my characters is the helmet. So... And it's a nice looking set, and the perks are, are interesting, but the problem is some of them are so specific again. But, um, so all in all, I, I would say Iron Banner was decent. Only thing I have against it is that, um, I hope that they, they make Iron Banner, if they're going to make it 6v6, limit, 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 I can't speak now, limit. Iron Banner, if they're doing 6v6, to larger maps. Because some of these maps are a little too congested for Iron Banner. And it's getting to be... <laughs> I, I, I'm almost at the point where I, I kind of want them to go make Iron Banner a 5v5 thing. And make it so that there's a specific thing that you have to, to do. Because Iron Banner as a whole is stale. It's a, it's a legacy thing from Vanilla Destiny that, for the most part, outside of this past Iron Banner, has not changed at all. It's always been control, except for this time. The fact that it was 6v6, was, uh, 6v6 uh, free-for-all was cool. But it didn't change it in a meaningful way. What I would like to see, personally, them to do, in addition to... Something else I'm going to describe. Um, make it so it's a 5v5 thing with a specific uh, target that you have to, to, to do. Whether it's an actual capture the flag or just something involving the lore of the Iron Lords. Um, just some sort of whatever. They have to figure it out where they make Iron Banner its own thing, its own game type. Because, yes, there is an elimination game type, but you don't associate elimination, um, or you don't associate Trials of Osiris with the elimination game type. Trials of Osiris feels like an event. It feels like something people go to. Because it, it while it is elimination, it has the card, it has certain things going on with it. And yes, it does. Yes, it does have the level advantages, but the big thing is, it feels like its own event. It feels like something more intense. What if, um, just throwing an idea out there? <clears throat> what if, and during the Iron Banner, like routinely, like every few minutes, and it could be completely random, uh, Taken would show up. So then your team would have to decide. All right. Do we just try and clear out these Taken first, and then go back to attacking the other Guardians, or leave the Taken out there, take a chance of getting killed by them, and just keep on attacking the other team? 
See, I, I, I don't think that would fly with the, with the game type. If anything, what would be more interesting would would be, let's say, Iron Banner five v five, right? You have specific maps for it. Um, we'll we'll say a certain Iron Banner event has only four maps, and everybody only has. You start off with an auto rifle. And all around, every so often, different weapons will appear. And you can get, like, a scout rifle or a sniper rifle out on the field. Well, I remember Call of Duty had a mode similar to that, where every 90 seconds, your gun would change, whether you liked it or not. Mm -hmm. And it was an actually pretty fun mode, because out of nowhere, next thing you know... All you have may just be a knife. Mm -hmm. And then you have to run around and try and knife people. Or throw a knife. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go that far where it automatically changes. But if you, set, if you had, say, only the Iron Banner weapons in the Iron Banner mode. And you only had to start off with is the auto rifle or the scout rifle. And then you go around while in the mode you know, to collect these weapons so that you have a secondary or you have a heavy weapon. And that way everybody gets to use these weapons and you can eventually earn them to use them outside. I just think it would be a better mode where, you know, it adds value to the Iron Banner where it makes it feel like these weapons are something that you want to get because they perform... The, it, it would make Iron Banner balance. It would it would make people want to use these weapons and want to get other weapons, and it would basically remove issues involving oh, pulse rifles are super powerful here, um, and I can't use the, I can't use uh, sniper rifles because whatever what what like no, you have to learn how to use all these different weapons if you want to prove yourself to the Iron Lords. In fact, when you're looking at these bounties, it almost screams that, like, you, get, you must have pulse rifle, or, or no, not pulse rifle, I'm sorry. You must have primary weapon kills, and when you look at the, the bounty, it says, you must be proficient in all types of weaponry to prove yourself to the Iron Lords. It would fit with, with that game mode. Having a 5v5, that way you remove some of the clutter, and you don't have as many people... Because uh, some of these maps, if you removed one or two people, I think it would be a better fit for the maps. Certain maps, when you have 6v6, it just seems like there's too much going on and too much chaos. Well, so say, yeah, and that, again, that does depend on the map. I think there was a moment yesterday while I was playing in a very tight map where we were running through some kind of corridor or hallway. Exit and someone blue. said, you know, if someone on the other team had Golden Gun... We would all be dead in mm -hmm. one shot. Yeah, uh, I, I think some of these maps, like Exodus Blue, um, what's it called? Uh, the the one on Mercury. Uh, uh, I want to say Fields of Glass. Yeah. No, that's yeah. not. I forget which it one it's called. Paradox or not Paradox? Uh, the the original one. I forget what it's called, but a lot of these maps having six people, six v six on them is overkill. And I, I think sometimes Bungie needs to cut back a little bit to give people more. 
Now, remember, at the same time in doing so, you would be limiting your fire team. Which, let's be honest, right now, a lot of people only have three or four people that they're playing with. Well, I guess they need to join Technodrome. They need to join the Technodrome, get, get with the clan, get down with the clown. I know, anyway. when I'm looking for a clan <laughs> to play with... And my oh my god! Oh my god! I look towards Technodrome. <laughs> the people are friendly. They work. They work together well, and we always succeed. Technodrome. <laughs> Mr. Chief em Emerit Emeritus over here. <laughs> oh goodness! If there ever was a plug, that was it right there. And Join I'm not the even Technodrome. In Technodrome. I know. Join, <laughs> join the Technodrome. Join now. And if, uh, if Howard Stern can do that stuff, why can't we? Exactly. <laughs> um, so, do you have any final thoughts here, uh, John? Or, or do you think we got enough out? I think we got enough out. It, it's, we're both frustrated with the game. It's carried over from our last podcast. It hasn't changed. I don't think it's going to change. There's nothing new that they're really doing. They're, they're following their same marketing plan, um, which at this point is not say a lot until it really needs to come out. And then they're going to try and beat up as much excitement as they can about it um, and hope that people will come running back. It, it's, it's getting harder and harder for them. Uh, particularly with the, the, the poor quality of the stuff that they're putting out. Mm -hmm. um, and admittedly, I've been a sucker for it. I think we've all kind of been a sucker for it. Bought into the excitement. Yeah. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. And there's, there's going to be better alternatives out there. And Des Destiny has done a good job at competing against some some other big games that were out, you know, Batman and Metal Gear Solid, in which you had their followers that were like, "There's a story with this game, and the gameplay is better, and all these things." And and yet people still play Destiny. But I think as more numbers come out, and some of the some of Bungie's more desperate plans such as you know the whole refer a friend uh start to show you know cracks and it's it's they're hitting that stale time there's other games to play it's going to be christmas so you know people are going to dive right into some other stuff that has a little bit more excitement built around it at this point people may say well you know what I, i'll wait until destiny 2 you know maybe they, they'll they'll have things a little bit cleaned up by then i don't know if they will to be honest with you i think destiny 2 is just going to be the destiny all over again and we're going to go from month to month of weapon changes and uh bugs and glitches just all over again so you know, I, I keep playing because i enjoy playing with um friends on there uh, on the technical, I, I look forward to it whenever I get on to play. But boy, out of pure enjoyment, it's not coming from the game. Yep, I, I would say that that pretty much summarizes what a lot of people are feeling right now. 
So, um, go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to episode 12 of In Orbit, Mash Show's Buttons podcast, <laughs> dedicated to Destiny and its community. You can hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, and Pocket Cast. Pretty soon we'll be going live on the Google Play uh, music, uh, Play Music, whatever it's called now. I can't even... I don't even care what it's called. But yeah, we'll be there soon and uh, when podcasts become available. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the other shows on our uh, sister network. Uh, we have Double Tap, which shows up the first week of every month. Wow Talk, which is every other week. And we also have MASHcast every Monday. Um, just so you guys know, Double Tap is our fighting game podcast. Uh, wow Talk is our... World of Warcraft uh, podcast, and of course, Mad K- Mashcast is all about everything and anything to do with gaming. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at MTB Site. That's M as in Mary, T as in Tony, B as in Boy. Site S I T. You can also find us on Facebook.com/slash Mash Those Buttons, YouTube.com/slash Mash Those Buttons. You can get me at GoToNRG, that's the letters G-O, the number two, the letters N-R-G. That's also my PSN uh, tag. You can get Waldy at... Waldy77Gamer on Twitter. That's his, that's his Twitter. Everyone's uh, doing I, it. Every, get on the twits. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can meet us at the Technodrome on Facebook, and we'll we might be going for a Twitter page soon. I'm Jorge. That's Waldy. We're checking out. Have a great night, guys. Peace. See ya.